everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's John Bozica, 10 until noon, Monday through Friday. Here on 1480 WHBC. John Bozica, 1480 WHBC. So the vaccination, the spot that we're currently in with, you know, getting this out to people and how we're trying to encourage it still and get people to take it. Here in Canton, what are we doing to make that possible? What are we continuing to do to make that possible? And how are we trying to make that uh, the very best creative for people so that it is something that they would like to do? To talk more about that, we go to the phone line, bring in Amanda Archer from the Canton City Health Department. She is in the Office of Public Health Information and the Innovation Director. Amanda, how are you this morning? Good morning, John. I'm good. How are you? Good. Doing well. Thanks for joining the show today. Good. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for, for uh, inviting us on. I'm excited to talk about some of the work we've been doing absolutely. Um, and what our county looks like yeah. in our city. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know that you guys have been, um, you know, kind of busy over the last year, I guess you could say. It's like there's <laughs> been like a pandemic or something going on. Um, yeah. Tell me about some of that work. Uh, sure. Tell me about some of the things that you guys have done and and some of the some of the stuff you've tried to achieve through what has been a very difficult time. Sure. So, um, you know, kind of as it started, public health's role was kind of containing, uh, you know, the outbreak and, and the pandemic as best as we could. And, and we do that with some, some tools that we've, you know, used for years, if not hundreds of years, um, and with other infectious diseases like, you know, quarantine and isolation and keeping, you know, sick people away from the general public and then keeping exposed people away from people so that we can kind of control transmission. And really, that's one of the only at the time when the when the COVID pandemic hit, that's really the only tools we had to slow down transmission um, is to try to break that train of, chain of transmission. Um, so we did that for a good nine months to a year um, as best as we could with the numbers that were coming through and, and the, the volume. Um, as you know, public health has been and will probably always be understaffed. Um, so it was a real challenge for us to kind of push all of our efforts to, to that work. Once the vaccines became available, um, you know, in, in late December here, we were able to to really start focusing on our, our most at-risk population. So that was like the 80-plus-year-olds. And at the same time, the state put in a program that allowed uh, those who were in congregate settings who were the most vulnerable, you know, long-term care assisted livings to get the vaccine. Um, and then from there, we've slowly opened up to the general public. Um, and anybody basically who's 12 and over now has access or can 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 get the vaccine. Um, and what public health is now doing is trying to find areas in our city, Canton City Public Health is trying to find areas in our city that might have lower vaccine rates and um, take the vaccine out to folks. Um, and we've been doing that with a partnership with SARDA and Centene, um, which is Buckeye's parent company, one of the managed care plans. Um, and we can do that kind of with some enthusiasm get out in the community, meet people, talk to them about what their concerns 
where hesitation might be. And if they're ready to get vaccinated, we can do that for them right there in their neighborhood. And so we just finished up a three-day, quote, bus tour. Um, we did 87. We hit four neighborhood or eight neighborhoods in four census tracts um, throughout Canton City. Um, we were really excited about that. And we were able to vaccinate 87 people, um, which was actually more than what we did in, in uh, June uh, here through some of our other efforts. Um, so we were really, really proud of the, the community and, and excited about the work that we did. Um, and with that, you know, the other big piece of that is it was a very uh, strategic and data-driven effort. So we knew where we needed to go based on the vaccine rates. Um, and so I think that's one of the reasons that we had such success with it was that we, you know, we went to an area that really could use us going to them. So it was kind of public health at its finest. Amanda, I heard a quote from a national news uh, outlet the other day from someone saying that it's not the job of the government to protect the people during a health crisis. They can advise, but it's not their job to protect people. And I guess Mm -hmm. I wanted to get your opinion on that. And if you think it is your job to protect people and it is your job to, you know, try to help them and, and, and I guess allow them to make the right decision and and get the things that they need. What are your thoughts on that? Sure. Well, I don't know if the community knows this, but public health's motto is uh, promote, prevent, and protect. So that is, you know, what we do. We promote health, good health behaviors. Uh, We want to prevent people from uh, and protect people from infectious disease and and many other, uh, you know, environmental hazards or, 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 you know, things that, that we might come across in, in our everyday. I think when people say it's not the government's job to protect people, what I, I think I hear is it's not our, the government's job to force and force people to make certain behavior changes. And I can get behind that. Public health, our job is to provide consistent, clear, uh, factual information. We need to be objective. We need to send information out that people can trust. And I think that if we are doing that in a consistent manner, um, then we will ultimately allow people to make decisions uh, that promote their own good health. And that's what public health can do. Um, you know, for years before COVID, we've always had vaccine. Uh, we've had reduced uptake of vaccines. And so public health, you know, it's, there seems to be two camps. One is you mandate vaccines and one is you let people make, you let people make their own decisions. Public health doesn't want to mandate that. We want to provide good, consistent information so people can make good information or make good decisions for their for themselves and for their families. Um, and I think as long as we're doing that and we're promoting that, then um, then then we'll have good outcomes. Don't you think during a pandemic, as Amanda Archer is my guest from the Canton City Health Department and the Office of Public Health Information? and the innovation director. Do you think during a pandemic that some of that changes though, where um, you said you're not going to force people to do things, but isn't there kind of a sense that if you don't, you know, I guess push a little bit harder that you could end up with more deaths than what you should. I mean, what, how do you, how do you kind of toe that line? If that makes sense, Amanda? Sure. Well, I think that there is a, you know, there's always been a, a social contract, you know, where, we, we do for ourselves, but we also do for our community. And so if there is an opportunity, um, you know, it, it, when this first started, it was, you know, we, we had a lot of our most vulnerable who were passing away. And there's a lot of talk about, well, if we could just reach herd immunity, then we wouldn't have folks passing away. But then 
the unfortunate side of that is to reach herd immunity, you're going to have death. And so how much death is the person who's unwilling to get vaccinated? How much are they willing to accept? The vaccine is the best tool that we have right now to prevent uh, hospitalization, severe illness and death. And so I think there's a social construct where and, and most people, I think most people get it. They're willing to get the vaccine um, or reduce their behaviors, maybe not go to mass gatherings and kind of keep their circle small. Um, they're willing to do that because it, it benefits the greater good. So, you know, I think as long as we're moving along that path right now, Stark County is at about a 50% vaccination rate. You know, we want to kick that up a notch. We really, we don't know what herd immunity from natural immunity and vaccination immunity. We don't know what that number is. We have to continue to get people vaccinated. Uh, it really is the best prevention right now to get us out of the pandemic. And it, it will reduce the, um, it will reduce the ability of the virus to change on us. You know, right now we're dealing with this Delta virus, this Delta variant, and, and it is affecting the unvaccinated at a, at a higher proportion than, um, than the unvaccinated or the vaccinated. So, you know, if the virus has that ability to continue moving through the unvaccinated population, it also has the ability and the opportunity to to mutate again. And if that happens, we don't know what's on the other side of that. Is that going to then affect the vaccinated population um, um, as much as it's affecting the unvaccinated? So, you know, I, I think that, you know, man, and, you know, I mean, we, you tell people what to do and they're typically they do the opposite. You know, people don't like to be told what to do. Um, you know, prohibition has never really worked. And, you know, this is really just the opposite of, of that, you know. So I think really you just have to count on people doing the right thing. Um, they want to do the right thing. They're a little scared. There's a lot of inf misinformation out there. That's the, you know, the second pandemic that we're dealing with is this pandemic of bad information. Um, and so public health gets behind gets, you know, kind of under that, and we're able to, to push out good, consistent information. And I think that's where our role is. You know, I know in, in so many times talking to Jim, uh, who works with you at the, the Kansas City Health Department, I, I know that when I've spoken with him, I've I've asked him if we can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and, and he has said that. And, um, you know, I felt like maybe even a couple of weeks ago we were through that tunnel. Now that we know that the Delta variant exists, and this is the last question, Amanda, mm -hmm. are we are we back in another tunnel that's maybe not quite as long? That's a good question. Um, you know, I, I'm not a I can't tell the future. I'm not a, a fortune future teller, but I will say that uh, the Delta variant has we've seen an increase in cases. Um, we've seen an increase in uh, hospitalizations. Uh, we've seen the percent of people who are hospitalized are actually far more of them are unvaccinated than vaccinated. I think it's even close to 90 percent of those who are back, uh, hospitalized are unvaccinated. Um, and so that's preventable, right? Public health, that's the prevent piece of public health. Like we can get people vaccinated and keep them out of, of those situations where they have these poor health outcomes. Um, I think that uh, we're, we're still in the tunnel. Uh, there is a light at the end, um, but really we're not sure what's going to happen, um, especially where we're, when we're hovering around this 50% vaccination rate. It can, it's almost like it can go either way. You know, we need more people to get vaccinated. Uh, we need to kind of put, slow down the Delta variant, slow down any future variants. Um, and right now, I just don't think we're quite there yet. So, you know, public health is going to continue to work to 
you know, identify cases, unfortunately isolate people who are infectious, quarantine people who have been exposed so we can stop that transmission. Um, hopefully it doesn't get as bad as it did uh, last year. Um, but really that's in the hands of, the, of our community and in the hands of the public to try to stop that um, stop that next kind of phase. So we'll, public health will do what we can to, you know, promote and, and protect and prevent. Um, but really making a difference is, I believe, is in the hands of, of our community. Amanda Archer from the Kansas City Health Department, Office of Public Health Information and the Innovation Director. Amanda, I so appreciate the time this morning and uh, can't wait until we get to do this again. Awesome. Thanks, John. You Be well. You too. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye.